Now, we had a great chat <laughs> to Chris For with Chris Forrest this morning, and he told us all about sausages and pans and how to toss them and so on. I've got to be very careful with my wording. But um, online we have the other half, the the I don't know are these good and bad cop. Um, what I know is that they're in the buff and wearing these butcher aprons. So on the line, I want to say a very warm welcome to Pete Goffwood, Kalimera, and welcome to Hellenic Radio. Pete, how are you doing this morning? Hey, uh, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. How's it feeling? Thank you very much. Okay, so um, Chris was telling us how um, you guys are in separate places. Um, and he said that when we speak to you, you can give us more details about where you are actually going to be performing. And um, he also said that you'll explain the different stages of the cooking, starting from the foreplay <laughs> and moving through. So before we, we get to those details, Pete, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because you are, um, how can I put it, let's do something that is in the field of cuisine and cooking. You have your fingers in many pies and um, you lick a lot of, uh, to taste a lot of things. So I'm going to hand over to you to tell us about Pete Wood, and then let's talk about next Saturday night's very exciting and very unusual show. So over to you, Pete. Thank you. So basically, I've been I've been cooking professionally for the past thirty odd years. Amazing. Um, And uh, I've been very fortunate enough to have different opportunities that I haven't always been chained to a stove. I've through through people like you know collaborations with, with funny guys like Chris. I'm I've had the possibility of doing other things, right. branching out from my cooking career. Myself and Chris um, did uh, this show, Don't Burn Your Sausage, for two years at um, Grahamstown Arts Festival, which is something I never thought oh. I would ever do. Wow. I've always fancied, I'd always fancied visiting, but I never ever thought I'd be a performer at the National Arts Festival. Amazing. So the, the, it's amazing how the food has opened up um, all manner of doors for me. Um, sure. I've written a couple of cookbooks. Um, and and so I'm, I'm I'm a very lucky man in terms mm. of in terms of a, a varied career that's centered on food, um, and it is it's it led me through to, to things like this collaboration with Chris. Yes, and um, we've done a number of things together, but this is our kind of uh, our mainstay is our, our show. Um, Don't burn your sausage. Sure. Um, May I and ask you? Sorry to interrupt you. I'm no, fascinated. Sure. When you did it in Grahamstown, did you guys did you actually cook on stage? Yeah, we do. Wow. So the, the whole format of the show is we actually cook a three-course meal. It's, it's the ultimate seduction meal. Yes. Because what happened when I was a student many, many years ago, <laughs> I had a group of friends, and we realized that you, from a dating perspective, we had a much better success rate if you actually cooked if the meal could, at home yeah. than if you went out, if yeah. you went out to a restaurant because you... You're in an environment that you could control, and of course, you'd gone to great lengths to shop and chop, and and that kind of commitment was always impressive. For, 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 for Check this so oak; what a lot he can do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's been thinking about me all day. There's, you know, this this smacks of commitment here. You know, yeah, and, um, and and it, it kind of bore, bore out of that. And I I even started a cooking class for men uh, called Kitchen Cowboys. Oh wow! Um, where okay. we, we talk, we teach guys how to cook. Excellent. Teach guys how to, uh, you know, uh, fend for themselves in the kitchen with wow. the basics, and we arm them with a few special dishes that are that are handy tools when 
when, when you're entertaining at home. Right. Um, right. And, and, and so my, myself and Chris's collaboration kind of got, again, born out of cooking. Chris won um, a MasterChef celebrity a number of years ago yes. while I was a judge. Yes. And we've, we got on incredibly well. Excellent. Chris has, as you'll know, the driest, craziest sense of humor. <laughs> He's mad. And he, <laughs> he, has, he has a habit of trying to push the envelope before he can get away. Always. Yes. And he was, and, and on MasterChef, he, any kind of pun or little subtlety he could drop, he was always trying to see how far he could get. And occasionally I was the only person in the room that got it. I was killing myself laughing and everyone else didn't realize what he was alluding to. Oh, and as a result of that relationship, we, we, we stayed, we stayed mates after the show and, and, and decided that we need to do some work together. You know, Chris. We're originally, we were going to do good chef, bad chef, but Chris is a pretty good chef, actually. Uh-huh. He's, um, he's quite accomplished. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds since since his first omelette. In sure. fact, the only reason he got onto the show was uh, quite fortunate. We, we we did like a little test of the celebrity. Okay. They had to make an omelette. Uh-huh. If they could make an omelette, they qualified. Okay. And it turned out at the time that the only dish that Chris could actually make was an omelette. <laughs> wow! So if if we ask we ask to make anything else, we may not have been uh, uh-huh. we may not have worked together. Uh-huh. Sure. And so we thought we'll take this 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 idea of the food and sex are so finely intertwined. Absolutely. If you, if you look at if you look at well, just whining and dining, sure. but also you just take the language of of sure. of, of, sex, sure. of sex. You know, all of the innuendos are all food based. You know, I mean, you just think of things like meat and two veg. Yes, the, yes. The, the list is as long as your arm. Some not not suitable for radio. <laughs> um, and, and we kind of thought, here's a way that we can develop a, a stage show that I can cook and we can and, and Chris can do his patter. Mm. And so we we worked on on these, these three dishes, basically our um, foreplay, intercourse, and afterglow. We called the course beautiful. Um, and so the foreplay is a sauté of chicken livers with chorizo, butter beans, tomato, and parsley mm. that we do with some crostini. Then uh, intercourse is um, chicken breast with um, a fresh tagliatelle and a porcini cream sauce. Delicious. Wow. And then for our aftergo is, is churros. We make two pastry <laughs> and then we dip that in chocolate. So um. it, all of the dishes are fairly tactile and hands-on and l- lend themselves to all sorts of smutty innuendo with Chris's forte. <laughs> Just fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you, Pete, when did you start or realize, you know what, I love this and I'm good at it? Was it as a young chap? Yeah, in fact, I I, I had a, a, a very short-lived university university career that was, that was socially successful but academically not so much. Um, and uh, while I was at university, I used to work in restaurants as a way to supplement my income. Um, and after the university decided that I should choose a different path, um, I started working more and more in restaurants. And I got a job um, in uh, um, in a hotel for Christmas. Uh-huh. And I figured, and there, there was oh, a wow. option. you could you could work as a you could work Karen as you could work as a waiter, which I knew I could do. And, and all you could work in the kitchen. And I figured if I was ever going to run a restaurant, I need to spend a bit of time in the kitchen in order to see what's going on. Yeah, to check it I, out. I, sure. I, I quite enjoyed cooking, but I never, ever saw myself 
uh, in a profession like or thought that would be a career path for me. And so I thought, here's an opportunity for me to learn something. And I, so I, I chose the kitchen option. Mm. And literally from day one, I, I found my home. I walked into this chaotic kitchen right before Christmas. There was all sorts of banquets going on, year-end parties, and there were more turkeys than you could, than you could shake a stick at. And mm. I just fell in love with like the, the organized chaos, you know. It looks yeah. mental, but then you, you slowly examine what's going on, and it's like this choreographed abstract ballet going on in front of you that everyone's just wishing past it's each brilliant. other with a purpose. And it just, I just loved the whole vibe of it and the whole kind of intensity of what was going on. And, and so I spent eight weeks in the kitchen, and that was me done, done and dusted. You um, see the bug bit, as they say, isn't it? Yeah, you it, discovered it. Yeah. It's a discovery. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's yeah, kind of what you're meant important. to do, huh? Yeah, yeah, and and my and my entire my entire career path has been has been scattered with the most amazing mentors yes. who just have kept me kept me passionate, kept me interested, kept me engaged, um, and, and 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 I've loved it. I've loved every bit of my career. It's Fantastic. been an absolute pleasure. Fantastic. You know, I wanted to ask you two particular questions because I myself um, love to cook. I find it very therapeutic. It's also artistic. Mm. Um, not, I don't think I'm very good, but um, also the microwave is a major, major component, which I don't think is something that is the, the greatest of, of elements in cooking. Um, in fact, it can destroy <laughs> the great <laughs> meals. But um, I, I'm fascinated. When I worked, I worked for uh, many, many years with the Steers head office franchising. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that when an individual making any meal, where, whether it's a basic burger or, or, or putting uh, you know, spare ribs on the grill or whatever, making a hero uh, hot dog or, or steak roll, if the individual had negativity or anger, or, or, or bad energy, uh, Pete, I promise you, the food, maybe it was in my head, but the food did not taste the same. And someone else, with love, and, and just pouring out that love and energy into everything they touch, from the tomato slices to the bread, the sauce, the food, I don't know, it just tasted much nicer. I, uh, weird, I think people think no, I'm a bit strange. I, I... <laughs> No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, I firmly believe you can taste the love. I mean, wow. you only, you know, it's always one of those things you only have to, I don't have to tell you as, 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 as someone who's, who's Greek, yes. you know what it's like when your mother cooks. Sure. You know, nothing like um, it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing quite like it. And she will cook for hundreds of people given <laughs> half the chance. Yes. You know, and, 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 and she may not be a professional, but you know, you can taste the love of that. Absolutely. And that's, that's someone who's passionate about yeah. it. And, and, one of the beauties of, of cooking is, and, and this career is, is the instant gratification. Yes, you know, if, you, yes. if you're an architect, you have to wait five years before your shopping center goes up or your house right, gets built. Right. Or if you're an artist, you have to wait for yeah. someone buys your painting. Yeah. But as a chef, you see straight away the moment straight someone cuts into that plate of food yeah. whether or not you've done a good job. Oh. You can see instantly. You know, the only other people that get the same kind of job satisfaction as chefs do. Are, um, a fireman and, mid- and midwives. And midwives, yes. There you yeah. go. And then the baby's there, man, and screaming That's its it. lungs out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pete, would you say that you are a neat, is there such a thing as a neat chef? Or is there, because 
you know, like I said, I'm not yeah. much of a, a, a chef myself, but I experiment, and my God, I cannot believe what a mess I make. I say, what is wrong yeah. with you, dude? You know, <laughs> God. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny you say that, because there was a time when, when I cooked, I would use every utensil, pot, and pan in the place. <laughs> and that was that was growing up when, when, when I lived in Diggs, and I lived with a couple of guys, and yes. we, we always had this rule that whoever cooked wash up wash up yeah um, that's the and, deal and so 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 it worked perfectly because the guys i lived with hated the cooking <laughs> and i hated the cleaning so we came to an understanding where i always did all the cooking and then they cleaned up yeah. and so i used to make a total mess with those but when i got married and ah, things that changed <laughs> seemed to change the rule went from whoever washes whoever cooks doesn't wash up to whoever makes the mess cleans it uh-huh. and so i became a clean cook over time uh-huh. See, yeah, here we go. And then I have one or two more questions, and then I want to get into the details of the show so that we can punt it as well. Um, is the is the, in your opinion, the microwave a devil? I think it's a necessary evil. A necessary. I evil. think. Okay. I think it has its uses. I I melt butter in it all the time. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And right. and also, you know, for, I use it often for, for like now for for lockdown. You know, when we were having to stock up in advance, you know, yeah, the defrosting yeah. and bits and pieces. Sure. I, cooking in it, I, I'm, I've no idea. You know, I, there's now a new, there's, I was reading like someone talking about there's a, a, a fantastic recipe for chocolate cake that's made in the microwave going yeah, around. Yeah, there's hundreds and, of and these recipes. And it gets recipes. used, I, uh, you know, so for me, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good for reheating things and little else. I don't use it much as a cooking tool per se, but I, I must right. admit I have relied on it at times. Yes, Yes. And then um, one more question before we get to the show details. Pete, if you could rank your top three food experiences in terms of consuming it, of, of celebrating it, yeah. not so much making it, because I think those that list would be very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would the top three, your top three meals as a guru... Wow. Um, uh, B, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my most profound experiences was 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 a relatively simple one. Um, I went to I went on a, a what we call a busman's holiday. Yes. I, I went to Sydney for two weeks to go and work. Wow. I, basically, okay. my employer said that I could go anywhere I wanted, provided I did some work while I was there. And I went. I went to Sydney and. The, I have a, an old friend who lives there. He was showing me around, and we went to this place um, called the Nielsen Park Kiosk in oh. Shark Bay, and it's huh. this old old tea room. But it's an Italian restaurant run by this by this couple. Yeah. Um, the, the the husband is the front of house, being there of a man, and yeah. his wife is in the kitchen. There you and go. I had this dish that was a, a, a cuttlefish tagliatelle, huh. and it was fresh pasta. And the, basically, this woman buys in the cuttlefish, and she scrapes out the ink sacs herself. And they sort out this, and I had this massive glass of, uh, of Australian Chardonnay and this beautiful bowl mm. of pasta. In mm. the simplest of settings, we were sitting, looking out across the across the bay at Sydney, and the sun was going down. And it is without doubt one of the simplest and one of my most memorable plates of food ever. Because wow. I think often we forget that that. The, the, those memorable plates of food are often about context, not necessarily just about technical perfection. Exactly. It's all about who yeah. you eat it with, where yes. you're eating it. Yes. Just to make sense. So that was 
that was definitely one of my top three. I would say um, another dish I had, another meal I had, which was was one of my favorites, I was treated to a um, uh, a meal at Le Gavroche in London. Um, I I have a, it's a a story, it's a great story actually. Um, uh, Michel Roux Jr. um, was heavily involved with uh, with Kane Constantia. They um, are big fans of the Van de Constance and have listed, they got 15 yes. different vintages on their menu. And he worked on a, he did all the recipes for a cookbook that they did, the Van de, Van de Constance cookbook. And we oh. shared a publisher, Lannis Neyman. Right. And so I did the launch for the book. Um, and when I was, a, a year or so later, I was in London, my grandfather passed away and I went back to the funeral. And, um, so I thought, well, I'm going to take my book with me and I'm going to pop into the Gavroche and get Michel Rue Jr. to sign my book for me. So um, I, got, I got the publisher to organize it and I, I phoned his PA and she said, well, will you be joining us for lunch? Oh, mm. I don't know if my credit card could handle it, but I thought, uh, you know, you, you, you come by these opportunities once in a while. So I thought, okay, Absolutely. I'll spend the rest of the year paying it back. So I'm not too strict. <laughs> and I went to this I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I there was a funeral, so I had a suit with me, so I was all dressed up. I went for my meal to one, for one, and had wow. one of the most wow. perfect meals. You know, Jeez. it was faultless. I could not find fault with anything, and it was it was about eight or nine courses. Wow! Because Michelle Rue Junior came out and he said, "Oh, he signed my book," and he gave me a couple of other books of these new books that he got that he just published, was... and then this. Barrage of waiters came to my table, took everything, all the cutlery, set it up, and then replaced it. And then the waiter came with the wine suit, or the sommelier came and said, "Look, we've opened up some interesting wines for you, um, wow. and the chef has got um, everyone says anything you don't eat." And I said, "Bring it on!" And I Bring it on. this yeah. wave after wave of the most glorious oh. food arrived. Oh. It was oh. just mind blowing in its simplicity. It's a two mission style restaurant. But the, the, the attention to detail, and it's not fiddly and, and precious, just absolutely top-notch cooking. Beautiful, beautiful dishes, gorgeous sauces, perfectly cooked fish, wow. and, and the most sublime wines I've ever tasted. Gee. And it was just, I got a tour of the kitchen afterwards. I got, they showed me around their cellar. Wow. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Got to, yeah. I got to hold, unfortunately I didn't have my cell phone with me, I got to hold a bottle of Chateau Ken 1847, mm. which on their wine list was 19,000 pounds. <sighs> and it was just the most magical afternoon. And then I thought, okay, well, it's time for me to go. <laughs> let's, let's, let's parlate in base and melt the credit card. And the waiter said, oh, no, no, there's no bill. You are guessing no. the check. You yeah, see? I was just, you yeah. see? Yeah. But that's, of course, just, because of your humble approach, uh, Pete, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, you weren't yeah. presumptuous at all. What, if you, that's the kind of thing that you, one can die and go to heaven afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, I, I just, I kind of, I left and I wandered around in a day. Like, it was just. Brilliant. If only I had someone with me to share it who could actually yeah. get the gist of what just, uh, just happened. It was yeah. just. I mean, I mean, look, not paying for it was an absolute bonus, of course, no, and, sure, and a lovely not, gesture. Sure. But oh, the the, the meat and the wine, and he really opened some like old wine. 
Jeez. You know, some 15-year-old, there was a, there was a, there was a 10-year-old Chardonnay, there was a 12-year-old Cabot. It was just, oh, you know, one of those moments that I will always treasure. You know, Chris, um, I know I asked you for three, but I, I wanted to fit in something just before we end because of the next interview. But I wanted to share with you while you were speaking. First of all, anyone listening and who will listen to the podcast as well next week is going to be very hungry. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> the second is you reminded me of my late dad taking me to the station restaurant because the students um, studying there um, would would be you'd go there and you'd have a seven-course meal and then the students would be trained and, and served. I remember as a little kid sitting there with my, my late dad because he loved, loved, loved to eat um, and, and celebrate food. And then you also reminded me of that movie Babette's Feast where that one yeah. meal is all. So yeah. I wanted to share that with you. And then if I can ask you in the last two or three minutes that we have, please will you give us the details, Pete, of... I know we did hear them earlier, but I wanted to, again, because we'll have two separate podcasts, exactly when, where, how for next Saturday. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. So, so don't burn your sausage is on Saturday <laughs> the 18th at 8 o'clock, and you can buy tickets through mzanzilive.tv. Right. Go to their website and you'll see the link, and the tickets are a meager 80 rand each. Right. Don't forget, you only have to buy one per household. Okay? We yes. did have a friend, Chris, no, sure. he, he bought, I think he bought four tickets. <laughs> one for himself. He, he yes. reminded him that he, you said you don't so. actually have yeah, to. Do, you don't yeah. have to. But, sure. Yeah. We thanked him. We thanked him and we will mention him. For, but, um, but yes, so, so it's 80 Rand to, to join in. Yeah. And what we are going to do is we're going to, when we, what happens is you'll get You'll get an email confirmation of your booking and you'll get a little, um, it'll give you a link to click on so that you can go to the show. And Brilliant. when we send out that email, what we will do is we're going to send out the recipes, um, ah, okay. all the three dishes that we're doing. So anybody who fancies going to buy the ingredients that are actually yes, cooking along, you're yes. more than welcome to do so as an added element. Excellent. If you want to join us in our, in our seduction meal, <laughs> you're more than welcome to, to knock it up at home while we're doing it. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. So, Pete, the podcast will be out about Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'll send it, of course, directly to you guys. It's been a joy speaking to you. I cannot wait to have some lunch right now, but um, lovely. And um, as one last one, I know I'm very naughty with this, but anyway, Greek food you love? Completely. <laughs> I thought so. I, I, I'm, I'm, I love, and I love the, the sitting down for lunch that, and all of a sudden it's dinner time and more food arrives. Yeah, exactly. So my, no, it doesn't stop. My favorite kind of eating, yeah. <laughs> and then you can break a plate or two and burn some whiskey while you're at it uh, every now and then. <laughs> and dance, like Zorba said, hey? Yeah. Yeah, always. Eating, drinking, you know, all these joys. Beautiful. And, of course, the foreplay and leading up to... Please, God, after glow. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you so much. All the best. And keep on igniting those fires and cooking up a storm. Thanks very much. Okay, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.